Hey everyone, it's Jess from Daydreams and Tea. Stay connected with me on Instagram to know whenever a new episode drops. So make sure you hit that follow button and join the tea party. Let's get into it. everyone. Welcome back to Daydreams and Tea. I am so excited for this week's episode. Today, you know, was partly inspired by a few things. First, by an article that I read on Thought Catalog, and also that YouTube trend that was going around for a while where it's kind of like lessons I learned in my 20s, lessons I learned in my 30s, lessons I learned fill in the blank. But before we get into this topic for today, let's just chat one-on-one. First disclaimer, I'm not complaining, but I literally recorded this episode and um, the computer just shut down and I lost everything and I had just two questions left to finish the episode. So that's a little frustrating, but it's okay. We're back. This is my second time recording this and just as a backup, I have my phone recording as well just in case um, the computer or the mic, something glitches or something goes wrong. So, you know, it, uh, it's not that fun that uh, when technology fails you, but it can happen. So yeah, I just wanted to chat with you guys in this episode. Uh, so, you know, we are in July right now. I'm still feeling in this period of kind of feeling stress, you know, just wanting to be on vacation somewhere in Europe. Kind of like what everyone else seems to be doing. They're just going to Europe, doing their flights. Um, obviously, we if you've like seen, you know, Facebook or the news, like baggage claims and losses are kind of crazy right now. And the airports are like flooded with people. But not, you know, even with all that, like that I see on my newsfeed, I still want to be somewhere in Italy or France right now. Like I just want a, a vacation and just to enjoy. Yeah, I just been, I don't know, feeling a bit stressed. I honestly think you know, like my brain has reached its maximum capacity when it comes to multitasking. Like I'm typically really good at it. I do a lot of it for my job, things like that. Um, But really, I'm just like, I guess just tired of multitasking. And I really need to take things one step at a time and just take a break for a little bit. But it's not looking like I'll have a proper break anytime soon. But, you know, my life has just been a bit, uh, a lot of things to do um, and kind of feeling kind of mentally and mentally, yeah, just mentally drained a little bit. And on top of feeling a bit stressed, um, I've kind of been beating myself up a little bit. I need to give myself a bit more leeway. Um, I've been kind of uh, beating myself about the fact that I haven't been as physically active as I would like to be. I haven't really moved my body lately as much. Like I haven't gone on walks, done my home workouts and things like that. I've kind of fallen off that train. And, you know, even though I know going on walks and being outdoors uh, or working out could reduce my stress right now that I'm feeling, release those good endorphins, I haven't really been doing that much lately. So, yeah, I'm just trying to refocus on things and not feel so stressed and overwhelmed sometimes. But what I love about July, you know, this is the summer season. What I love about this is all the summer plans that are going to be happening I love going to patios. I have a trip to Toronto coming up, another one to Niagara and in Quebec City. So a little bit here and there. 
going to some music festivals here in Montreal with friends. So I'm really excited for that. And I just really am looking forward to quality time with friends and just doing, you know, 20s things and just having conversation and laughs and just enjoying the summer as it's here. It's a pretty, you know, good summer so far. Like, I'm excited for these plans. I'm excited to just hop and hop around uh, the city and just, you know, enjoy quality time, you know? And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you might have seen another new thing in my life. I've dyed my hair auburn, or you can say a redhead color. I absolutely have always loved this hair color. Um, it was getting to a point again where I just feel like I'm always having in my feed like a redhead era or time that I'm just really into wanting to dye my hair red. Um, it's kind of like a constant cycle. The only thing is I love this hair color so much on me um, and it's a darker red tone. So again, like kind of auburn. Uh, but it, it takes a lot more maintenance to maintain this color and I'm just not <laughs> I'm not a high maintenance person in terms of like, I don't know, beauty and care and things like that And so it's a bit hard for me and challenging But I think I got the right shampoos I got the right things to try to keep this color as best as I can because I really do love it and it's really I'm actually really glad I'm a natural dark blonde person because I can really dare my like dye my hair quite easily having a lighter already base. But yeah, I just wanted to like change things up, try new hair color, <laughs> even like ironically, summertime people go lighter, like they do highlights and stuff and I went darker, but I seriously love my red hair. Now let's get into today's topic. Let's sip on a bevy, I'm recording this at night. So I got my, you know, English breakfast tea as rule. Cheers, you guys. Just finish that up. And let's get into these questions. Basically, these are con you know questions I compiled that are really thoughtful questions that we could reflect on together. They're based on what I found on YouTube um, from that trend and the article I read online. Um, I think we all at some point search for wisdom from other people, even online. And sometimes we just want to grow and have more insights about ourselves. So I think this will be a fun way for us to play along, learn more about ourselves and just connect on the podcast together. So I'm going to read and share the questions. We are going to go through them together, of course, and you can always play along and I would love that. Uh, you can always pause between each question if you want to take a minute to think about your answer, grab a pen and paper if you want to. I think it'll be just a really fun thing to do uh, together. And if not, you can always just listen and play along as well. Some of these questions were on Instagram stories at Daydreams in the Pod. Um, so we actually have some of you know your responses already like, integrated here. So I love that we get to just answer these questions together that way. So let's just jump in. First question, what is my elevator pitch? So first, if you don't know what an elevator pitch is, the quick definition I could give is say, if you've ever been in a situation or you could be in a situation where you're in a, say you're in, a, in an elevator, you see someone that you admire. I find elevator pitches are very more or they stem from um, professionals like in getting a job type of thing. So say you're in an elevator, you see, um, I don't know, Steve Jobs, someone from a company uh, that you really admire or you, you recognize them and you want to approach them and just like get to talk with them 
um, try to get them your number or a business card and exchange information. So basically an elevator pitch is like, what would you say to that person? If you're in an elevator, you only have you know about 30 seconds to pitch yourself to them and try to exchange, you know, their digits or pass them your card. So I kind of came up with my little elevator pitch. I haven't really thought about it in recently, um, but I think it's always good to think about, you know, like maybe you have an opportunity one day to cross paths with someone you really admire or something, a really cool opportunity. And all you need is some charisma and an elevator pitch. Hey, I'm Jessica. I'm passionate about everything, digital marketing, from content ideas, to organizing and leading teams to successful campaigns. I love being outdoors, you know, cooking new recipes, especially discovering new songs that I can play over and over until I get like bored of them. But I would just love to learn more about the great things that you're doing at Company Blank over some coffee sometime. I would love to take you out for some coffee. I have some great ideas I would like to share with you. Um, so I would love to stay in touch. So that's my quick elevator pitch. I know it can always use some fine tuning, but that's basically how I like to like structure it. Say a little, say my name, say a little bit of what I do professionally, a bit what I, what makes me different pers in personal life and, you know, try to offer an opportunity to meet with no pressure, like, like a coffee date or something. And also I like to add in the fact that, you know, typically if you're interested in something, you already know a bit about it. Maybe you have ideas to share. I think that that's a good added value to the conversation. So yeah, that was my elevator pitch. Do I believe that everything is meant to be, or do I think that things just tend to happen for no reason at all? My answer to this is I have to say, I believe, really, I believe in coincidences uh, more than anything else. And I have, but you know, I have said in the past, you know that saying that I think we've all said probably once in our lives, what is meant to be will be, like things like that. Um, but I do really believe mainly in coincidences. So this, really this question is a difficult one to like give a straight answer to. I believe in action and in cause, but I can't say I also believe 100% in like destiny and fate and those things. So it's not really a linear response, but... That is my response. Um, what is your take on it? You know, do you think everything is meant to be or do you think things just happen for no reason in our lives, you know? Let me know. Love to know on, you know, just DMs, comments on the recent posts on Instagram. Love to hear your thoughts about that one. Would I consider myself to be more creative or more logical? Also a tough question, but... The first thing that comes from me, from my mind, is I'm more logical. Um, but also, if you're, I know, I don't know why, but like saying that I'm more logical just makes me sound, I don't know, somewhat boring or not fun. Because <laughs> creativity has so much more fun than being logical. <laughs> but I think, you know, we all have a bit of both within us. But definitely my default is I am more logical. Our next question's a bit deeper. What could I do to be a healthier person? This one is like, you know, health is very multifaceted. Um, right now, I do a really good job and I've been doing a good job, I think, on checking in on my physical health in terms of I nourish my body with really good foods, nutritional foods. Um, but my emotional and mental health is kind of up and down lately. 
uh, you know, stress levels and things like that. You know, stress is a big impactor on your health. That's what I believe personally, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of articles about it. So what I what can I do right now to be a healthier person? I would say is I don't know, express my emotions, allow them to process, not just skip to the next thing. Have difficult conversations with trusted people, um, whether that's expressing how I feel or just you know being a better listener and thing, and also being more physically active. Like I was saying in the beginning, I'm kind of uh, you know beating myself up a little bit, but I should, you know, a bit calm down and just, you know, go on a walk a a day and just get outside and uh, be more physically active in things I enjoy instead of making it like a task I have to do. Do I forgive and forget or do I forgive and always remember? For me, this is an easy one to answer. I forgive and forget. (laughs) I, first of all, I don't really have the best memory so I forget, I forget a lot of things anyways. Um, plus I'm really not about grudges. I just don't understand why people hold grudges or get, I don't know, hold it for years, sometimes years. Because really, if you're holding a grudge, it takes more of your energy than anything else. So what is really the point of a grudge? Um, so that, this one's a really easy one for me to answer. Forgive and forget, baby. Oh, this question is a good one, guys. Would my 10-year-old self be proud of me? She would be proud of me. You know, she would admire that I stay, you know, true to myself and that I go after things that I want out of life. Um, She would also see how much I've grown and changed in a lot of different ways. Like 10-year-old me is definitely not 26-year-old me. Like all those years and experiences make up for something and make up for a lot of learning. Um, But yeah, I really think 10-year-old me would be like patting me on the back and be proud of me. (laughs) Is trust always earned or is it given until it is broken? Hmm. This one's a tricky question. Is trust always earned or is it given until it is broken? Um, I think that I think trust is earned. It can be like a Facebook status, you know, (laughs) it can change, you know, from really easily to, you know, right in this moment, I can trust myself to make good choices in my decisions. you know, because I've had experiences. Um, But in other moments, if I let my insecurities get the best of me, I could suddenly not trust myself to make good choices. Or another scenario is like you could tell someone a secret or personal information and then they go and share it with people you don't know or strangers. That is broken trust. So I think trust is earned and it's built obviously over time. Um, So for this question, it's definitely, yeah, trust is earned. In my opinion, what are my greatest strengths? Ooh, I like this question. Actually, like, this is such a job question that you would get in interviews. Like, you know, am I, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What could you improve on? And sometimes, honestly, in the past, it was hard for me to know what my weaknesses are. That kind of sounds funny, but yeah. In your opinion, what are your greatest strengths? My strengths are I am very patient, I'm independent, confident, uh, ambitious, 
And my greatest one, I would say, arguably, is I'm hopeful. I'm someone who's very optimistic and hopeful. Yeah. So, yeah, those are, those are my greatest strengths. I kind of stuck with a, a few. So, you know, hopefulness, ambition, confidence, patience, and independence. On the flip side, in your opinion, what are your greatest weaknesses? So, in my opinion, my greatest weaknesses... Let me think of a couple. <laughs> like I was saying before, in the past, I would have, like, issues with this. But I think... You know, because I've done this exercise sort of before. Definitely over-talking. Sometimes I just want to get my ideas out there and I don't leave space for people to talk and share their ideas. So over-talking. Boston is sometimes. Like, I know kind of, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say controlling necessarily. But I think sometimes in certain situations I can be bossy. Um, Stubbornness, for sure. I'm a stubborn person. (laughs) And ego. I think ego is a good one that's overlooked. Um, you know, ego is a big weakness that can really block you from being your best self. So, yeah, ego. This next question is such a fun one. If I could go anywhere in the world, where would I go? This one's so easy. Japan and Greece. But for two different reasons. I had this fantasy um, in my head. I've always wanted to go to Japan, but I had this idea in my head that I feel like going on a solo Japan trip would be so fun for some reason. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's a good destination to do a solo trip and like just explore. So I'd love to do that. But on the flip side, my other destination is Greece. And that I would definitely want to do a girl's trip on. I feel like Mamma Mia, Mia style, all that stuff. You know, have the best food, do beach clubs, go to like the ocean, like everything. I would just do everything in Greece um, on a girl's trip. That just sounds so fun to me. So definitely an easy question, Japan and Greece. Where would you guys go if you could? Travel right now, you know, or what was kind of your dream vacation? Do I think that people can change or that they just are who they are? Ooh, this is a juicier question. I feel like this is a very common question as well. You know, do I think that people can change or are they just who they are? It also kind of reminds me of a scene on Bridesmaids. You know that movie Bridesmaids? I think we all come to know it. You know the scene where the blonde woman is with the, like, the frenemy and they're at a tennis court and they're just chatting and they're kind of like, you know, like, well, they just they are who they are they just stay who they are no 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 I think I think people change and they're like arguing about it and that's like such a funny scene um and they just cannot come to an agreement (laughs) about that so this is a really good one to ask for me personally I think people are who they are I think what really changes about people is not really about who they are at their core but what changes is their lifestyles and behaviors And those are things that are always going to change or adapt, like, throughout time, I feel. Um, But at their core, they are who they are. You know, like, obviously, I've changed from being a little girl to now being a full adult through all of my experiences that I've had so far that I've lived. But I still feel as though I'm, like, the same person at my core. So I definitely feel more that people are who they are. If I could have one talent, what would it be? 
hands down, I would be like a linguist, someone who can understand, can speak, can write, can like fully under like do the whole thing uh, in multiple languages. I think that is such a cool skill and talent. Honestly, one of the best skills you can have because it opens so many doors. I feel like you connect to so many different types of people, understand different types of cultures, societies, just a lot of things. And I'm just so in awe when I hear people like, you know, you know, even myself, I'm a bilingual person. I'm fluent in French and English. Um, but even at times I struggle a bit with my vocabulary sometimes. And I just find it so impressive when I hear whether you're bilingual, trilingual, or you know a lot of languages, that's just so impressive to me. And it's such a like awesome talent. And I've, you know, I've tried in the past to like learn better Spanish. Like I can understand it a bit, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert at all. Like I'm far from it, but I just love that talent. I feel like it's like, that's such an amazing skill to have. Um, yeah, so I definitely, uh, if I could have one talent, it would be someone who's just so, you know, quick to learn and just able to speak in so many languages and understand different things. And just, I know communication is such a big one. So I think it's a really cool talent to have. Our next question is a deeper one. Do I compare myself to others? And if I do, what am I comparing? Do I compare myself to others? The answer is sometimes. Um, most of the time, I don't because I'm too busy already like dealing with already what's in front of me, what's on my own plate. But when I have compared myself in the past, I think to summarize, it's mostly on, an, I don't know, an intellectual level or more comparing my ability to excel at things. Um, what comes to mind right now uh is, you know, say if you're feeling insecure in a certain moment, I feel that's when you're going to compare yourself the most. I can't, I don't think anyone has, you know, for sure people have compared themselves to someone at some point in their life. I feel like you cannot say you've never compared yourself. What becomes dangerous is if, you know, if you're feeling a lot of insecurities all the time or you compare yourself to people like close in your life, I feel like that could really damage relationships. The ones that come to mind in situations are like, I would compare like my grades, like if I was like, when I was in high school and things, I just had such a hard time sometimes with like mathematics and getting good grades. And I felt like I had to learn twice as hard or like study twice as hard to get just decent grades while everyone else was finding it easy. So that was definitely a comparison I had with myself and my peers. Another one that comes to mind is like kind of, again, based on the linguistics thing is when I speak French, I don't have um, the Quebec accent or a French accent as I would like. I kind of have an Anglophone accent. Like I, my pronunciation is obviously really good. Like I've it's my native like language is English and French, but um, I sometimes compared to other people who have a, have a similar upbringing as me and how their accents just sound much nicer and like it seems more like I guess covered up. Like I guess when they speak, you know, you you wouldn't you couldn't tell that it's they grew up in I guess like I don't know, like Ontario or something. Like you you it sounds like they're from. France or Quebec um, so things like that so I've compared myself in the past definitely more I think on the side of 
I don't know, excelling at certain skills and things like that. How would I describe myself in only five words? This is a good one to do. Canadian, tall, self-assured, understanding, and let's go with ambivert. So five words, pretty pretty simple. Canadian, uh, you know, I'm tall. I'm, I find I'm a pretty understanding person. Like I have some compassion, uh, self-assured, like confident basically, and ambivert because I'm not really an introvert nor am I an extrovert. So in between. <laughs> now, those were like the first round of questions. We're going to get into some more complex stuff. And so let's just do this together. What would I change about myself? Ooh, this one, guys. What would you change about yourself? I honestly would change my dark circles and me feeling lethargic like a lot. Um, I really hate the feeling like of feeling tired. And sometimes I feel like, why am I feeling tired so much at my age? You know, it's like, is it a medical reason or just my genetics or what's happening? Right. And like, and I, every time I've explained like the way I feel tired to like friends and family, they're just kind of like their response is you're weird. Like the way I feel tired, I'm just going to tell you guys and let me know if you have ever felt the same. But when I feel tired personally, what happens is like, I feel like my face is, I feel it a lot in my face. Like my face feels puffy. I feel like very dry skin, dry eyes. And I mainly feel tired under my eyes. Like I sort of feel like under my eyes as if my, like a pull in my muscle or like skin there is like pulling downward. And that's when I feel the most tired and it's just not fun. And another part that I feel tired is like sometimes I'll wake up and I'm, I sleep on my stomach. So I think it kind of contributes to this, but sometimes when I wake up, like, yes, I already feel puffy and tired in my face and my eyes, but I also feel tired in my chest in terms of like, I feel like a heaviness, um, and that I need to breathe really deep in order to alleviate this heaviness in my like body. So I would love to change that about myself. I'd love to have more like energy and also I have like pretty dark like blue dark circles and one thing I gotta say PSA people who go up to someone and say wow you look tired or you look tired do not stay say that stop saying that it really irritates me honestly because that's obviously one of my insecurities is looking tired feeling tired all those things that if I'm feeling like I'm not looking my best because I'm tired that day and my dark circles are popping out, um, the worst thing I want to hear is someone tell me I look tired. Because it's not a compliment. It's like, why even say it in the first place? I just don't understand why people do that. Really, I really don't. Um, so, yeah. So, I definitely would change that. Um, the next thing that comes to mind is what I would change about myself is to be like a warmer person. I've gotten feedback in the past and I kind of know this about myself is that I'm a pretty like I have a resting bitch face I I'm not the warmest person in terms I'm not like a touchy-feely person I have that resting bitch face 
Um, and I, I know it would be nice if I could be more warm and inviting or I could appear more friendlier than I am right now. I feel like that would be a nice thing to have, to just have that factor of people, I don't know, feeling comfortable around you at first glance and I don't know, being a warm person, if you get what I'm trying to say. But yeah, those are some things I would change about myself. We're getting a little deeper now with these questions. On the flip side of that question, what would I never change about myself? This one seems to be easy to me. It's actually more, more about physical appearance. Um, I wouldn't get a tattoo. I don't think I'm going to ever get a piercing or like get plastic surgery. Hey, I'm not against any of those three things, but I think for me personally, it's not something I see changing about myself really. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know, I just don't see myself getting a tattoo or any piercings. Uh, I don't really wear much jewelry, so there's not really a point for me to get like ears pierced and things like that. And for plastic surgery right now, there's like, I don't see anything I would want to change. So yeah, I would say those three things for right now. For this next question, it's a pretty big question. So I'm going to try to explain it and say it the best way I can. Definitely going to be a question you guys might want to pause on. Can I confidently say that the path I am on in life right now is the one that I would want for myself? Am I fulfilling any expectations from other people or is it all about what I want? So I'm going to rephrase a little bit. Can I confidently say that the path I am on in life right now is the one that I and nobody else wants for myself? Am I fulfilling my expe any expectations brought on from other people? I am on the right path. I reached you know, multiple of my personal goals up until this point, whether it's in my career or financial goals. You know, sure, there are still things that I want in my life right now that haven't come into fruition. You know, they're not, they're not happening yet, but I know that they are things that I do want to experience in my life and that I could have if I wanted. I definitely am living in, in my life journey right now where these are things that I want out of my life and, and, I, and I don't integrate things that are expected of me from other people. If anything, I think I rebel against that a lot of the time. Like I don't like people telling me their opinions about what my timeline should be or what I should be doing in like my life sometimes. And if anything, I could get, I guess, defensive about it. But I also want to say here in this question is that you always have the power of choice. Um, it sounds kind of weird, but a side note, you know, I know there's a lot of happening right now um, in, you know, in the United States and with things of uh, pro-life, pro-choice, all those things. Um, just again, a sidebar, I am pro-choice. I totally believe in that. But in what I can relate it to in this question is I really believe you have the power uh, to choose. Like if you wake up one day, if you choose that you want a job in uh, public relations, that is a shift already in your mind that and that you have the power to make that happen for yourself. If you choose or want a family one day, like you want kids and all that, a house and picket fence, all the experiences and the small actions you're going to do every day uh, to get towards what you want, you know, and you can get there with that goal. I really believe in that saying, like, 
if you want something, you can get it and you can go after it and you can achieve it. So just want to give you guys some encouragement and like just just know that I totally I totally believe and you should totally believe too that if it's something you really want and you you choose to go after, just go after it and see what happens. And I really believe that when you want something, you can get it. Should I live with no regrets or learn from my mistakes? Definitely learn from my mistakes. The best thing I think we can all do for ourselves is just give it a good old try. You know, try something. And if, you know, as long as we try, we won't have regrets. You know what I mean? Um, And in life, we already do a lot of learning. So it kind of makes sense to me. Like, why not just add another thing to learn? And if it's a mistake, it's a mistake. And we just move on, you know? So this question is a pretty easy one. Ooh, this next question what is the main thing that is holding me back? Myself and time. I think that we have an abundance of time, but we also don't have an abundance of time. Because at the end of the day, we don't actually know how long we have to live our lives technically. Um, so in most situations, I think the main thing that gets you gets in the way of is yourself. Whether that's, you know, you're overthinking or... Um, you're maybe too ambitious or are not ambitious enough or not self-aware enough. And the other factor I think is always going to be time. I think we, we, we think we always have, oh my God, like so much time, um, to think about things, to do things in our lives. But in reality, we don't actually know how much time we do, we have. And some moments can pass within like a second and, if you think about it a little too much, it's kind of scary to think about. So let's go to the next question. If I had to make a list of my top five most important values, what would they be? This is a good question because values are truly, you know, very personable and it can, there's so many different kinds of values you can have. Um, so I think to just thinking of five is a reasonable number as well. Um, my five most important values are honesty, optimism, self-reliance, curiosity, and relationships. With this next question, we're going to actually get into a bit more talking about relationships and also some of the questions that I asked on Instagram stories. Um, the first one is, how could people be a better friend to me? This is kind of could get juicy or you can say, what's the tea with this? But honestly, what comes to mind for, for this question, how could people be a better friend? Honestly, just take more initiative in terms of planning. I work a lot in terms of projects, planning, organizing in my work life. So when it comes to my downtime to be with my friends, I honestly like the fact that other people plan things. You know, I just let them take the reins. So I definitely think um, people who are in my life, who are my friends, I think just I love the fact that if you have an idea, a new spot for us to check out, or even if it's a simple hangout, I love being, you know, kind of just shoot me a text or a call and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Let's do this. Let's check this out. I'm usually always down for anything. So I actually love when other people take the reins and yeah, just I get a little break from planning and organizing stuff once in a while. (laughs) 
And on the flip side, the other question to this is, how could I be a better friend to people? And for me, hands down, it's communication. Um, And what I mean by this is like, I know I've just never been a a person who likes to call or like a FaceTime kind of gal, but I'm really trying lately to be better at that. Um, You know, picking up the phone, dialing and using FaceTime and phone instead of just me texting them, uh, voice noting them and sending memes. I love to send memes and things on social media, but that's not the same as really connecting and have good conversations with your friends over the phone or on FaceTime. So I'm really trying to be better at that because, you know, memes are fun and all, but it's not really connecting, especially when I, a lot of my friends don't live in the same city as me. So it's kind of difficult, but it's really nice to just keep on communicating with them as best and as frequently as you know, I can. Another thing is I would like to be a better listener. I'm, again, I'm kind of forgetful sometimes and I do want to prove that. So for this question, I asked, um, I asked and did a poll on Instagram stories. Um, the question is, what are my deal breakers for friendships? Some of your deal breakers that you shared on Instagram, um, are friends that are not supportive, friends that are jealous, friends who don't listen or care about my feelings. Um, I don't think I have to say any more deal breakers because I really think this says it all. Those three points are so good. Um, And maybe just a little eye opener for you guys. Like if you have a jealous friend, someone who's not supportive, not really empathetic, um, and they're in your life right now, maybe they aren't really a good friend to you. Uh, So those are just some things to watch for. I think those were great points and those are definitely deal breakers and flags of like maybe a toxic friendship or maybe a friendship that just doesn't serve each other anymore. What are my deal breakers for romantic relationships? We actually touched on this, uh, this question together in a past episode. If you remember, I did an episode on dating deal breakers. I did ask this anyways on Instagram and you guys said your deal breakers for romantic relationships were lack of self-awareness, smoking cigarettes, not showing up emotionally, not really intellectually compatible. So those were some of your guys' answers. As for me... I don't really like someone who is, um, you know, too conservative, um, someone who is too, like, who's clingy, and someone who just doesn't understand my love language. Uh, I know it sounds silly, but and I tell this to my friends, too, or people that, I, uh, that I've met before. It's like, you know, knowing your love language and, and the one of your partner is actually pretty, like, interesting and good to know. Mine is actually quality time. That's how I feel the most loved. And it is definitely a need in my life and in a lot of relationships that I have, not just romantic ones. And if I don't get that, I just don't feel good and I don't feel loved. So it's a deal breaker for me. If someone just doesn't get that that is a need for me in a a relationship, then it's probably not going to work. We're almost to the end, guys. This is the last question. What can I do now to make my life better in five years? And you know what this question reminds me a lot of? It reminds me of um, we used to do a, a PowerPoint in this class in college. And I think I did one in high school as well. It was like an exercise we did in class where it was a PowerPoint when you had to illustrate your five-year plan. And honestly, five years is a long-ass time. 
what I can do now, you know, to make my life better in the next five years to live my best life is just, I think, to be honest with myself and to just live and continue living my life in accordance to my values. I think there is only so much that you can plan ahead in life. You know, you don't really know what life is going to throw at you. But if you can do those two things, be honest with yourself and what you want um, and live according to your values, that will be how you can live your best life from now to until five years from now. What do you guys think? Um, those are my kind of takeaways for that. Those were all the questions. Wow. <laughs> They were some deep questions in there. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, connecting and learning about ourselves and maybe some insights, but we got deep in some of those. That is it for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and do all those things and follow the podcast on Instagram at Daydreams and Tea Pod. I'm also on my personal Instagram at JM Fashionista. Thanks for listening again to Daydreams and Tea and have a good one.